the views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation. Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. Well, if you're one of the millions who own one of them gas-drinking, pissing, clanking, air-polluting, smoke-belching, four-wheeled buggies from Detroit City, then pay attention. I'm about to sing your song, son. All right, welcome back to the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. I'm Jerry Simmons, your host. Uh, running solo today, my buddy has got a heavy cold. Couldn't even recognize his voice yesterday. Uh, we're on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, and we're doing the show. We're talking today. We're just talking. I've got a little bit of cold, uh, having kind of a little bit of uh, enough Redness in the eyes to where it's kind of a little difficult to read all my notes and stuff I want to talk to you about, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we're talking. Any uh, Most of the thing is driving safety during the holiday season, which most of you think you do anyway, which is good. At least you're thinking. And we're talking about texting and driving and driving impaired. Driving impaired, distractive driving means you're looking at the lights on a, somebody's house when you're supposed to be looking at the road in front of you and the other 3,000 cars running down South Cold Road. Uh, and emergency vehicles, everybody knows what the law says on emergency vehicles. These cars are so tight. I mean, the cabins are quiet. You can't half hear anything. And then all of a sudden you got a car. Uh, here's here's a here's a ambulance coming by you, or somebody honking a horn. It actually vibrates the car that you're driving in, and it's a, called an emergency vehicle. You know to pull over for emergency vehicles. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. If you've seen some of these fire trucks that come by you, there ain't no way in the world you want to be hit with one of those. Even now they've gotten smarter because they pull up to an intersection. And they bring that thing down about two mile an hour, and they make sure that everybody has stopped, and then they'll proceed on through. Well, with these cars and the radio blasting and the car tight on the inside, you can't hear them. And all of a sudden, they're on top of you. That's the reason you've got most cars have three mirrors. They have one on the outside, left side, right side, and the center. And you stay on those mirrors. You just rotate your eyes. You can do it. At, while you're driving and listening to your song, keep the song level down inside. If you're sitting there and you're singing along with the radio, which a lot of us do, you know, uh, make sure you're driving on the road that don't have any traffic or anything like that. That always helps because, believe it or not, eating 
while you're driving is distraction. Listening to your favorite songs and singing with it and sitting there lollygagging about where you was at 20 years ago when this song came out is distractive driving. Being tired and driving is distractive driving. You will not have the reactions that you will if you're alert. That's the reason when you're out on a trip, you drive two hours, stop, walk around, get out just two hours, set it on your clock. Two hours, I'm going to get out, and I'm going to walk around the car, stretch my arms, my legs, and get the blood circulating again. And if you've got another driver, put them under the steering wheel and let them take it for the next two hours. If you rotate it two-hour increments while you're driving, you will not be tired when you, or not be as tired when you get to wherever you're going. You're going to be just a little bit of road fatigue if you've been driving for 10 hours, but out of 10 hours, you're going to split it up every two hours. And so theoretically, you've only been driving five hours and you're, and you're resting in between two hours to two hours. So you get some rest and it's a lot more fun. And plus you get to see more of the scenery when you're a passenger, I hope. Um, cold weather is coming. It's coming Monday. Uh, I think Monday is when we're supposed to get a lot of rain and the temperature is going to drop. The highs are going to be in the 50s uh, through the rest of the week. Sitting here watching your weather channel on mute. Um, The winter storms, man, they're still talking about winter storms on the West Coast. And so, and seeing the satellite, there's some, it seemed like we're going to get two or three of these cold fronts coming through at the same time, one right after the other. So, uh, let's, let's, uh, is your vehicle ready for it? How many of you have not changed your uh, windshield wiper blades in the last year? That's going to get to be an issue when this weather gets here and you start driving in it. Because remember, that 45-mile-an-hour speed zone is for ideal conditions. That's a recommendation only. It don't mean that you got to drive 45 or the guy behind you is going to flip you off when he drives by. I don't care what they do. I know I know who's got to pay for this car. I know who's got to maintain it. I know who's got to do without it while it's in the body shop over at Spectrum getting repaired. There's too many things to give up just because you think, oh, well, he's driving 50, so I should be driving 50. If you're driving in a 45 zone and you're driving at five miles an hour, you need to get your butt off the road. The only time you need five mile an hour is when you're making a turn into a parking lot. That is impeding drivers. In other words, you're driving, nothing wrong with you. You just want to go at five mile an hour because you need a little bit extra time to see the Christmas lights. No, get off the road. And while you're doing all of that, you just, well, don't, uh, don't do it. Just get out of the road. Somebody wants in front of you, be courteous, let them in. Uh, and when I said uh, the driver's license, uh, driver's plates, you're pulling somebody, somebody driving really slow, they don't know where they're going. Seen that yesterday afternoon about 1.30. There was this little white car in front of me, and it was slowed way down, coming down speedway. I mean, slowed way down, like 10 mile an hour. And there was no reason for it. And then it speed up. And then slow down again, speed up, slow down again. We weren't in any stoplights. We was driving. And 
Then I thought, wait a minute. I looked down at the rear license plate, and it's from Texas. And so I thought, okay, well, that'll give me something to do on the way across town because I'm going to be stopping a lot of stoplights because traffic's heavy. So I started looking for out-of-state plate. Buddy, we have some out-of-state plates in this town right now. So everything that Jim and I were talking about last week on driving safe it has happened. It is in Tucson. It is alive and well. It's not that they're driving bad. They don't know where they're going is what it appeared to be because it's. I finally figured out that this car was reading road signs, street signs, as we was going down the road, and they had to slow down in order to read them because after about a mile of following behind them because they couldn't get around them, I could see what they're doing them. But the problem, they were in the center lane. They wasn't in the right lane. You had people passing them on the right, people passing them on the left, and I was following them because – well, one, I wasn't in any big hurry, and, you know, uh, you can sit there and pump your brake lights to let them know that uh, you got a little traffic impeder in front of you, and uh, it just tells the other cars that, oh, yeah, well, he's got his hands full right there, so we'll just get a chance, and we'll move to the left or right and get around them, and it worked. So be vigilant. On Back to the winter. Back to the winter prep. If you have your vehicle serviced on a regular basis, you probably won't have anything to do with your vehicle. Because if you've got a good shop like a Parker Automotive over on Speedway at 5101 East Speedway, uh, phone number is 520-323-1960. 520-323-1960. And that's Parker over there. Scott will be on the front counter. You can talk to Scott. Tell him someone said hi. And they're open Monday through Friday. Excellent shop over in Midtown Speedway. And you can uh, go, uh, they will, if if you have your car service there, you won't need to have anything because probably, unless you're at a six month interval and you haven't changed your wiper blades, it's going to rain tomorrow. I mean, Monday. It's going to get nasty. Your tires. Tire, in the wintertime, it seems like tire pressures have come up to be quite a big deal. And maybe I can explain why. If you have your tires on your car and they're supposed to be sitting flat on the road, the tread is designed to go flat on the road. That's when they do their best water shedding, and that's when they give you the most traction if they're sitting flat on the road. Not rounded where the only the center part of the tire, that's too much air in them, because you only get a, just a few inches of rubber actually on the ground because it's lifted the others up because the inflation rate of the tire is too high. If it's too low, then it has the it wears primarily on the outside because the sidewalls are allowed to roll out, which pushes the tread at the bottom in, which picks the center of the tread up. Now we got this little gully going down in the middle of your tire that has water in it that's not really getting out. It's trying to compress the water, which gives you a hydroplane. The other thing is uh, old tires that have lost their elasticity in the sidewalls, those things, the sidewalls on these cars get like they're concrete. And so then it gives you a rough ride, but it doesn't put every, it doesn't allow the tire to flex enough to shed the mud and water. Uh, when you're driving, if the, you have no tread on the bottom of those tires, in other words, you're down to less than a 32nd of an inch and 
you're sitting on the water, water does not compress. So when you're driving on those ball tires, water does not compress. As soon as you hit the brakes, that tire locks up, it's going to hydroplane like you're on roller skates. So tires is a number one thing. The tire pressure in cold weather goes up and down all the time. You know, like this morning, I think it's about, well, it felt like about 20 degrees. It's not that bad. It's probably around 40. And But the tire pressures go down. And then you'll get in. If you were already low on tire, on the air in the tires, then and you have a tire pressure monitor on the vehicle, it will set a light. And then you'll fire it up and say, holy cow, this thing is, oh, man, I got a flat tire. Now, get out and look. Make sure you don't have a flat tire. And as you're walking around, there's one thing to watch for. If all tires appear to be the same the way they look, if they appear to be the same, then you've probably just got low air pressure. So you drive it into uh, any place and get air put in it and take the air back up to where it's supposed to be. But if you're driving on a freeway and you've got low tires and you have a blowout, before it gets a chance to build the air pressure up inside the tires. That's nasty. Uh, Tires blowing out on the freeway, everybody knows that you don't hit your brakes immediately. You cover on the brake pedal, and you gradually apply the brakes because you don't try to lock it up. Because if you lock it up, you could wrap the, the tire around the suspension components and jerk you off the side of the road. You You come down to gradual, Cover the brakes, just light touch them just to help slow down, but don't lock that thing up and let it get off the side of the road. Always pull off where you're safe to change a tire. And for the ones of you that don't know how to change a tire, you say, that's all right, I got uh, one of these road services, and I can just call them, and they'll come out and change it for you. Well, that's good, okay? But you still got to get this piece of equipment, which is like a Christmas package, it's not worth your life sitting out there and getting run over by an 18-wheeler that don't have an option. It can't stop that 80,000-pound thing. And you just go on, drive it until you can get it off the road. You know, I remember reading an article one time that you can drive about 15 mile an hour, 10 to 15 mile an hour on a flat tire. Turn your blinker, emergency blinkers on, driving as far off to the right of the side of the road that you're driving on without running into a gully or a tree or anything like that. But get off as much of the highway as you can get off of. Leave your blinkers on. Turn every light that car even thought about having on. And drive to an exit that you can get off safely. And if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're a little bit concerned and you think, well, you know, according to GPS, I've got a service station up there about a mile. I drive that thing on to the service station. I told my daughter when she went to college, if you have a flat tire on the way to college, I don't care how many rims you tear up. You slow that thing down, you drive it 15 mile an hour with all your blinkers on, and you keep driving till you get to a place to where you're safe. I don't care about the wheels on our tires. I can buy new ones. But it's just a Christmas package. It's not worth your life. I want you safe. Um, power steering was one thing. Uh, windshield wiper blades. Check your fluids level, uh, uh, fluid levels. Some vehicles have two reservoirs. Do not use water. Use washer fluid only on these, on the, on the windshield washer fluids and for the, for the wipers. Keep your windows clean. 
that's going to make a big difference, especially night driving, early morning driving when the sun's coming through. Uh, see what else we got. We want to add to the uh, all your lighting. I want you to get out when you get on the radio program this morning. Go out and turn your lights on. If you haven't done it and you're not, and you say, "Well, I can't remember when I actually checked them." Go out and check them. It's hard to spot a backup light, or a, I don't care about backup lights as much as I care about the turn signals, the brake lights, and the headlights, dim and bright. Check, check them all. You can check everything at your house. Back it up to the garage door. Back it up to the side of the wall. You know, put your foot on the brake. Put a board on the brake or something to activate it and make sure that you got turn signals right and left all four corners. Make sure the brake lights work like they're supposed to. Turn your headlights on. Have them on dim. Switch them over to bright and see if everything is working. Because you can have them on, if you got lights on them, I can see you. Okay, that's enough for that. Air filters. Air filters is a money-costing son of a gun if you don't change them on a regular basis. Change your air filter on your car if you don't know how to do it. Google it. Stop by Parker, Simmons, or Automotive Specialist, and we'll show you where it's at and show you how to check it. Give you a one-time, here, here you go, this is what you do. And then you'll have it. Check your oil on a regular basis, about, you know, once every, if you got an oil burner, check it once a month. If you have a car that don't do oil burning, then you can check it at about 3,000 mile increments, and that'll be safe. And the reason I want you to check them, the reason I want you to check them is I want you to know where the dipstick is so that you can pull it. I'm trying to educate you here. And most of your dipsticks now for the transmission fluid, the transmission fluid, the oil, uh, anything under the hood, has got a yellow top on it, a yellow top. So if it's got a yellow top, it's got something liquid under it, you need to pull the stick and take a look at it. Uh, when you pull the dipstick out of the engine, take your paper towel, wipe down the stick as you're pulling it out. Pull it out complete. If you just shut, shut the engine off, give it about a minute sitting there so the oil can drain back down to the pan so you can get an accurate reading. And then put the dipstick back in. Use two hands because some of them are about eight foot long. It's kind of like going, it's kind of like fishing where you got to run your fingers down to the other end of the line before you get the hook in the water. That's about what it's like. But you can pull it out, find the daylight, the natural sun, and bring it over your shoulder. Just turn around to where the sun is coming from over your shoulder, right straight down on the dipstick, and read the clean oil on the stick. And it'll tell you it's got a little old scuffed up mark down there. That's your safety factor. If it's below that, you're down about a quart. If it's above that, I don't know why it should be above that, but uh, some of them will be a half quart over. I don't worry about it until it starts leaking, but you really don't need it over full. You know, there's a reason they've got dipsticks in these things. But learn where your your oil stick is. Learn where your transmission stick is. Transmissions, uh, most of them can be checked by putting them in neutral. Uh, Chrysler products, uh, I think I actually still have to do mine by putting it in. Uh, I mean, most of them can be checked and parked. I'm sorry, I'm backwards. Chrysler products can do it in neutral but you need to check it. And the main thing with the stick is you've got to see if there's anything in there or if it, 
If it's not, start looking for leaks. If I find one, if I know the car's not an oil burner and there's no smoke coming out of the exhaust pipe or any of that, I still, if it's low and it's using a quart every thousand miles, guess what? It's your responsibility to check the oil. That's the reason you need to know how to check it. Um, when you're working on a car, you check it with the engine off. Same way with transmission, you check it with the engine on. It's got to be in a, uh, either neutral or park in order to check the transmission fluid. Most of them is in park. Try it in park first. Um, carry an extra quart of transmission fluid. You can buy it in a bottle. Make sure you get the right stuff. Take a quart of engine oil and put it in your little emergency road kit in your little box set in your trunk so that if you do get out and you notice an oil light come on, you can pull over and you can find out what you've got and you can pour the uh, quart of oil in there. This is another one that I heard a guy do one time. He had a quart of transmission fluid, a quart of oil. And so he drove his car, and when he checked it, he was two quarts down. He poured a quart of oil in the car. That's one quart. Then he poured a quart of transmission fluid in it. And I'm going, well, you got liquid anyway. It probably sanded it down and made it a different viscosity, but you got liquid. He said, I had no problem with it at all after that. And uh, But transmission fluid is a high-detergent, real thin oil, and it will, they, you know, we use that in engines that's been sitting for long periods of time, like two, three, four years, and we want to make sure that it has some kind of lube around the rings. We'll, we'll shoot transmission fluid into the cylinders. Then we'll rotate it over. So, and it'll smoke if you just put transmission fluid in there. It'll make car smoke, but it's only temporary. So, yeah, there's all sorts of ways to skin a cat. Not that I'd ever skin a cat. I don't, I don't, I can't even fathom that. Uh, battery cables, this is something you can look at at your house. You raise the hood, look at your battery. If you can find a battery. If you can't find a battery, Google it on your smartphone or your uh, uh, computer and find out where the battery is located and check the cable ends. <coughs> If they have the white calcium buildup on it, there's a problem with it. You need to get it taken care of. It needs to be, you can pour Coca-Cola on it. You can pour baking soda on it, and it'll fizz up. But the cables need to be loosened up, and you need to get that Coca-Cola or that baking soda inside between the terminal and the battery end. That's where it's going to be causing the problem, not what you... The outside is the sign. The symptom's going to be on the inside. That's where you got to take care of it. So clean it both, but don't forget to wash off the, uh, put your newspaper down or something under the car where the drain's going to be coming off the battery and keep that, uh, battery acid and stuff from getting on your concrete or your parking, your driveway. Uh, belts, check all your belts. Uh, serpentine belt. Check serpentine belt with the engine off. Make sure the engine's off. You don't want to grab that thing and twist it right with your hand because it'll rip your fingers off literally. But you're looking for cracks on the inside where the ridges of the serpentine belt meets the ridges on the pulleys. And when you roll it up and you see cracks, and they're not universal cracks. Some of them have knobs on the serpentine belts. That's natural. If you turn it up on the knobby Inter internal knobby belt, then you look, it's got these little knobs on it, 
And if your knobs are breaking off on that belt, that means that the belt is worn out. Change it. Get it changed. If you turn it up on a regular belt that has the smooth ridges on it and you see a crack, you reach down, you grab it on down from that, you'll have about uh, probably 10 inches you can deal with. Reach down and twist another part of the belt up and look. And if you see more cracks showing up, then that belt is worn out. It's tired. It's lost its elasticity. It could be sleeping. It could not be turning your alternator uh, solid enough to properly recharge your battery. Get that belt changed. You can change it yourself, but you better know what you're doing because they are a pain in the butt. And some of them I've seen, it's over six foot long. On your uh, timing belt, timing belt is covered inside the owner's manual, or you can Google it. And you want to check to see what the interval is on your timing belt. We start paying attention to timing belts at 60,000 miles, even though they say, well, this should go 90,000. Yeah, well, maybe it'll rain Monday, maybe it won't. And you look at it, and from a common sense perspective, you say, okay, well, let's see. I'm getting ready to go to, all right, me. I'm getting ready to go to North Carolina, and how's my belts? Now, look at my belts. And I look at the uh, change intervals on a timing belt. The timing belt said, well, you need to do this at 90,000 miles. Well, maybe I've got 89,000 on it. Maybe I should change this before I go for this 4,000-mile trip. Oh, it'll make it. It'll make it. Yeah, it may rain Monday. It may not. So always be just a little bit proactive and a little bit aggressive. It's like Scott was saying on a radio program from uh, Scott from Parker Automotive. He said, if you'll hey, do Jerry. a little bit of maintenance all time. Hey, we got a comment uh, yes. from George about um, a suspension, a collar. All right. Put George on. George, good morning. Welcome. Oh. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Doing fine. I just wanted to call in and first thank you for doing what you do uh, with the show. Keeps me on track with my vehicle, my truck. And uh, my story is this. I uh, just this week had new uh, front struts and shocks put on my truck. And it was 80,000 plus miles since the last, the, the last set was put on. And... Um, Again, because of you, keeping all my records and going to the same shop all these years, I got the truck in, um, pulled the records. I had my receipts, but I was able to get the uh, struts and the shocks replaced because they had a full lifetime warranty on them. And uh, I got those put on for free, basically, for the parts and just had to pay for labor. And so, yeah, the the whole point, there's two points. Those those systems wear out slowly and gradually, and you hardly notice it until they really get bad, and that's what happened to me. And then the, the second point is because, you know, you take care of your vehicle all the time. You don't run into the big bills. But and then it's, uh, you know, because of listening to your show, I knew to save records, and I knew to, to keep going to the same shop that I was happy with. So it's a good story, and I'd just like to share that with you. Well, appreciate the kind words. Appreciate. It works, doesn't it? It does. It does. So, in other words, had I not gone to the same shop all these years and not saved my receipts, 
you know, instead of the parts alone would have been like $600. I saved myself $600. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now you can buy me a Christmas yeah. present, huh? <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> George, I'm glad you're taking care of it, but you're you're one of the few that actually follows the bounty. Well, you're not really, because I've got a lot of listeners, and I'm I'm hearing this kind of stories uh, across the board, actually. And yeah. it's well, good. I'm just glad that I can share the information with you to try to keep you out, because I don't see with me doing nothing more than trying to do research and stay ahead of what's going on, even with electric vehicles, or at least stay up with what's going on. Uh, you know, if I can get you guys to just, 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 you don't have to believe me. You can always check me out. You can always Google it. You can always verify it. Uh, if I didn't put it across the airways clear enough to you, uh, that's one probably because we're done stepped out of the bounds of radio and since I don't use a computer here when I'm doing this show and never have, uh, it's having to come from memory and experience. But I've been around since Carter was making liver pills, so, uh, you know, I, I can share. I don't mind sharing with all. Love talking right. cars, love cars, love automobiles. Yeah. And you guys that actually take care of them and give me the feedback, that is perfect. Anytime you want to do that. Because that lets somebody else know that hey, I actually that you actually did it and it works. Hooray for you, George! Yeah, have a merry Christmas, big guy. You too. All right, take care, Jerry. Uh huh. Bye bye. Hey, they're always nice to hear. It's nice to hear that you're putting this stuff out and people are picking up on it. But. This morning, I've hit a lot of stuff that we don't normally put out on. I was thinking about going ahead and bringing a deputy on, or one of the uh, uh, Tucson Police Department, on uh, shopping safety, uh, what's going on around Tucson. I have a connection, so I think I'm going to do that probably in the next two weeks and see if I can't get a, a police officer on to give you another perspective and let you know just a little bit about what's going on. And I'm going to make, uh, and I'm going to request that we stay with automotive, what, anything that has to do with an automobile, whether it be driving, driving habits, the do's, the don'ts, uh, from their perspective and what they actually look for uh, and what they highly recommend you don't do because you're going to get in trouble. I think that will be a neat show, and I'm going to get that prepped up for you so I can bring that. Uh, we've, been, we've been ratting and raving this morning about tire pressures. Cold weather affects tire pressures. Um, tires, wipers, and you need to slow down in increment weather. If you don't get anything from this program today, remember, the speed limits on the roads are recommendations. Now, they're not, and they're based on research. They're based on safety. They're based on speed, how long it takes to stop an average vehicle, and they, but they take all vehicles in, and they come up with these little recommendations on these roads. If, and it's also based on clear weather and good driving conditions. If you if you're on a dirt road, uh, and you just come off of a road that's 45 miles an hour, and all of a sudden it turned to dirt, it don't mean you got to drive 45 mile an hour down that bumpy dirt road because you'll probably beat your suspension out of it before you get the other end. It means and under ideal conditions, this is the recommended speed limit. 
and what can possibly change ideal conditions on the road. This is where you can put it together. Okay, is this an ideal condition for 45 mile an hour? You got bumper to bumper traffic for two miles. No, because if you got bumper to bumper traffic, one, you're falling too daggone close anyway, and two, I've seen it. If you're driving bumper to bumper, you know, I don't, people get all excited about driving into Phoenix traffic when it's bumper to bumper and it's down at about five mile an hour. When you're driving at five mile an hour, people, you can stop before you hit the guy in front of you. All you got to do is have one eye open and your foot on the brake and it'll work. If you're driving 45 mile an hour and you're bumper to bumper and somebody put the binders on in front of you, you don't have enough reaction time to stay off his butt. It ain't going to happen. You're going to hit them unless you're covered down. I drove stock cars. You can't do it. You're running the same speed. All of a sudden, he puts the binders on and you're all over him. You can't do it. So I think that's the reason I'm such a big chicken when it comes to following close. I do not like to follow close. I get very nervous. Uh, I get very anxious. I don't get nervous. I get anxious because I, I can anticipate what I think is going to happen, and that just scares Jesus out of me. Um, we, we did, all right, when, when you're driving, I'm going to cover it again in this hour. I want you to put your text down. I want you to, I don't use the text, don't use the phone, just for shopping season. I don't care what you do when you're sitting at home. Use your text, text all you want to, use your cell phone, call anybody you want to. I don't want you to do it while you're driving because it's too dangerous for you. Now, don't just think about yourself. Think about everybody else that's on the road. If you cause a pileup, and let's say you're driving 65, let's say you're driving 85 out on the freeway, and if Jim was on, he would tell you this. You're driving 85 on the freeway and something happens to your car. You you can't control it. I mean, it's just like you see the big boys when they're driving, and all of a sudden something happens. They take their hands off the wheel and hang on. I'm going, Lord, how mercy. But they're in a racetrack. They got walls on one side. They got infills on the other side. You don't have that. You have deserts on one side. You have bumps and gullies and drainage ditches and canals and everything else. Therefore, you've got to be actually a better driver than the NASCAR guys. But I can't fathom driving 200 miles an hour, three inches away from another car. I don't care if we are going the same direction. They, those guys are good. You can't do it on the road. You can't do it on the freeway. And all you got to do is just start looking at the statistics on this stuff, and you'll find out. But your car, if you like your car, you got to protect your car. I'm going to protect my car. Best way if you protect your car and yourself is to be a 100% driver. You got that hamburger you're eating with your left hand. You got your shoulder in the right hand. And you got your knee propped up under the steering wheel. That's really not recommended because what happens if you get in a, the first thing you're going to do is go for your brake when you get ready to hit somebody and you've got one hand with a hamburger in it and one hand with a drink in it. That's distractive driving. Shame on you. Okay? Everything's a thought process while you're driving a vehicle. Everything because you're driving a uh, average, I think average weight on the car right now is about 430, well, we've got to add trucks. So probably about 4,500 to 5,000 pounds. My truck weighs 8,000. Um, the minivan I just bought probably weighs about 4,200, 4,300. It's heavier than a lot heavier than the other car. 
So just drive it. Turn your lights on. And remember that there's a $360 discount on any vehicle purchased at Lens Auto Brokerage during the month of December. It's a Christmas bonus he's passing out to the public. 360 bucks. All you got to do is tell him, I heard it from Simmons. He's monitoring his advertising, and I don't care how he does it, because I know that uh, a lot of the listeners go in there anyway, but this time you can get 360 bucks off right off. You negotiate your deal, you still get $360 off in addition to whatever the negotiation is. If you're negotiating with him, he's going to give you that $360 discount. He told me he would, and he told his salesman while I was sitting there talking to him that this is what we're going to do, but they got to say Simmons. They got to say Simmons. So I'm, I'm going to be important. I'm going to be worth $360 to you if you go buy a car from Lens Auto Brokers. <laughs> I love it. Um, Christmas shoppers, we covered the first hour on safety, and I covered the night shopping. I didn't cover the day shopping. People, they're still in catalytic converters in the middle of the day. Why would, why would you think they wouldn't steal your packages during the day? I mean, they can have somebody sitting in a car. You can have one guy just run by and rip your packages off right out of your hand. That's the reason you go to your car, you put your packages in immediately. During the day, at night, I still want you to use a flashlight. I want you to look under your car, around your car, and in your car before you get in your car. And then lock the doors as soon as you get inside the car. If you're going to change location, day or night, shopping, you go out to your car, you put it in a rear, the rear of the car in a trunk or inside the deck on the uh, SUVs, and you lock those suckers. You make sure your vehicle stays locked while you're out on this. Don't lose your keys. Keep the keys where they're easy access. When you walk out to your car, with your packages, have the keys hanging in there on your little pinky. I don't care, but have the key with you so you don't have to fumble around for 10 minutes in your purse. Now, I know, I know. I love bibbed overalls. They've got more pockets in them than your purse, if you can believe that. And sometimes, I, and you always go to the pocket that doesn't have your key in it. And then you got to stumble around and move your pocket knives and move all your other little stuff out of the way, your money, your change. And in order just to get to your keys, that takes time. It don't take that long for a crook to come from behind a car or stop right beside you, jump out, grab your packages, and they're gone. So get your packages, do your scene security. When, when you're walking out to a vehicle, now think of it from the crook standpoint. If I'm going to my vehicle and I am looking around, visibly looking around, I want to make sure you know that I'm looking for you. They're going to, hmm, this is not going to be the cakewalk. And so they're going to go ahead and go to somebody else that's not looking at them or not looking for them. Don't get distracted when you're holiday shopping. I mean, my Lord. You can't even get a package delivered from FedEx or anything on your front porch without being sitting there inside the door with a sitting there going, okay, okay, they should be here. Now, they send you a note saying it's going to be there, and then you start watching because people are following uh, these people around, and as soon as they drop it off, the next thing you're going to see about a minute later, somebody coming up there and taking your packages off the front porch. 
Tis the season. Tis the season. So that's the downfall to shopping online and having them delivered to your house. But if you want to, and when you're shopping people, I do highly recommend take a buddy with you. Take somebody that, that don't mind Christmas shopping or does mind. You don't care as long as he goes with you, as long as she goes with you. Anybody works. I mean, got two people looking, two sets of eyes in a parking lot is better than one set. If you see something you don't like, go back into the store, get a hold of a security officer and say, we got some people that are, that are running around looking in cars out in the parking lot. You need to take a look at them. Report them. Everybody do that in these parking lots, and you'd be surprised how the theft would go down. If you're buying electronics, you're buying a, a little laptop computer and stuff like that, People, if you put that thing in the back seat of your car or in the front seat of your car while you're going into a shopping center, and these thieves have already scoped out the shopping center. They know how long it takes to get to the front door from your parking spot, or they got a pretty good idea. That gives them a timeline that they can operate in. How long do you think it takes a guy to walk up with a hammer, knock your glass out, reach through the door, grab your laptop computer, and gone? Think about it. What, what, you talk about catalytic converters being gone in three minutes, and they have to jack the car up. How long do you think it'd take them to take your laptop or anything else that you've laid down openly where they can see it in the back seat? Uh, if you've got a, a bunch of wrapping paper in the back seat and a folder where you're wrapping presents and stuff, and they look in there and all they see is wrapping paper, that's not worth the hammer hitting the window. However, if you've got other stuff set in there, like a laptop, that's going to be that's going to be a, you know what a nine hundred dollar hammer hit and they got it and gone, and you're not going to track it. So there there's my little spiel for that. Hopefully I'm getting your attention, ladies. Soft targets, soft target area for people is senior citizens, females. That's soft target area, okay? Because they don't anticipate these females carrying a 12-gauge shotgun with them, and so they're, therefore they're, shot, they're, they're, they're there. The soft target areas, I want to go to a place, if I'm a crook, am I going to a place that says, this is a gun-free zone, you're not allowed here? We don't allow guns here. This is a gun-free zone. And I am a real thief on drugs, and I've got to have my drug money. Am I actually going to read that sign or adhere to that sign or say, all right, think about it. Just think about it. Um, Parker Automotive, 5101 East Speedway, 520-323-1960. Local business, been around a long time, excellent shop. Automotive specialist over on... Uh, Meredith and Ina, off of Meredith and Ina. Brian Fuller's place. Uh, I actually call them automotive specialists, our West Connections. It's not that I have any any dollar interest in this place. I just know that his work is good, and he is a test first, don't guess, and you can't get him to do anything unless he tests first, and he don't guess. He's been there, done that. He says, people... Don't text and drive and don't drink and drive during this holiday season. Uh, Frontier Towing Jim Mooney, that's for all of your towing needs. 
520-748-1100. They tow all cars. Jim says we even we tow everything from smart cars to 18-wheelers. No, let me correct that. Smart cars don't go on records. They've been serviced properly and they can stay on the road. You can go to toinfo at frontiertowing.com or you can just Google frontiertowing.com and they'll bring it up. They've got some good pictures on some tow units. They show in Reddington Pass the four-wheel drive tow vehicle that he has, actually bringing vehicles out. It's really cool. That's Jim Mooney, who's a co-host of the Simmons Car Care Show, that's out today because he he is a heck of a lot worse shape than I am. I just got a little runny nose. He's got all sorts of stuff. Can't even hear him talk. Didn't even sound like the same guy. Uh, Merle's Automotive. Uh, Merle's had been around a long time. They had another name before they went to Merle's, and that was AAA Auto, uh, AAA Auto Parts. Uh, but they've been around a long time. Uh, their product is good. They're now owned by a big, huge corporation. It actually is the same investment group that owns Napa stores. They do have quality parts. They have 10 locations in Tucson. They got stores in Sierra Vista, behind the Sierra Suite Hotel. They got them in Marinci, got them in Globe, Casa Grande, and Green Valley. Daily runs made to the big Tucson warehouse on South Dodge. They're the real deal. If you're looking for good quality parts at competitive price, foreign, domestic, or 18-wheeler, go in, talk to the cat. They have knowledgeable counting people. I mean, they can help you. If you can point and grunt to a computer screen to show them what area you're working in, they can help you name the part that you're looking for. That's the reason I use them. That's the reason that uh, Parker uses them and Merle uh, Automotive Specialist uses them. And that's that's the main thing. They've been a sponsor of Simmons Car Care Show, I think, since I started it. And that's been about 35 years. So we're, we're just rocking it. By the way, this is the oldest live automotive shop talk show in the nation. Continuous, oldest continuous live talk show in the nation. I don't know what that'll buy me, but it won't buy me much. I just thought it was pretty good. That tells you how much fun I've been having on a Saturday morning for the last 35 years. So, and it's great. Uh, Simmons Automotive. Simmons Automotive Service Center has immediate openings for drive shaft, machine shop helper, uh, welding or a high school trade welding shop or something is uh, helpful. Uh, we will train you how to do drive shafts. Uh, we, we weld everything from aluminum to steel. We have all the welders. We have all the big balancers. We have everything you need to do drive shafts up to nine and a half inch mine equipment. We do farm implements. We do all of that. Uh, it is a career. It's not a, a uh, a, a little part-time job. It is a career. We will train you. We'll send you. We'll make sure you have everything. We do have the uh, employee packages. Uh, we work five days a week, and uh, we have paid vacations, uh, paid time off the of holidays, uh, dental, medical. But you want to call Wade. We do have a need a technician, too, automotive technician who would like to only work five days a week. Automotive technicians, and we do, have, like I said, we have, all the, we have all the benefit packages. And you want to call Wade at 520-884-0217 
or you could drop by Simmons Auto at 3743 South Country Club, northeast corner, Ajo and Country Club, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. Been in business since 1974, so we're not going anywhere. Um, any questions that you have about security or something that you think uh, we should cover for winter driving or oil changes or going from synthetic? Uh, in the first hour, I did tell you that the prices on gasoline is going down. Uh, one person said, I'm, I'm buying mine at Costco. What do you think, Jerry? And I said, that's a top-tier fuel station. And he said, and she said, what about, what about QT? I said, that's top-tier fuel. But my understanding, Costco's cheaper than QT. So you can check it out for yourself. Okay, okay. COVID? Oh, my gosh. We're still in a COVID and flu in cold season. Now, last week, I actually have an art. Oh, here it is. I got it right here in front of my face. It said, is it COVID, flu, or cold? It's likely COVID if you have a fever or chills, sore throat or cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, muscle aches, headaches, loss of taste and smell, runny or stuffy nose, nausea or vomiting or diarrhea. That's COVID. It's likely the flu if you feel as if you got hit by a truck suddenly. That sounded like Jim when I talked to him yesterday. Fever or chills, muscle aches, sore throat and cough, runny or stuffy nose, headache and fatigue. Now, I went, I compared, this is the reason it's so hard to, you almost have to be tested if you want to find out if it's COVID or not. Out of the two sections between the flu and the COVID, shortness of breath is covered in COVID. That is not covered in flu. Loss of taste or smell is covered in COVID. It is not covered in flu. That nausea and vomiting and diarrhea is covered in COVID. Now, maybe about 15 years ago, I got COVID because I had the nausea and vomiting to go with it, and I had the flu. But that is the only difference in those. And plus, I would look at this and I said, oh, my gosh, look at this, fatigue, muscle aches. <coughs> and if you've got allergies, that just throws another monkey wrench in it. Then what do you got? Then I went to over to cold. All right, what's the difference between a cold and a flu? A cold comes on slowly over two or three days. Runny or stuffy nose, sneezing, sore throat and cough, water, watery eyes, fever rarely, nasal mucus that starts clear but turns to white, yellow, or green after two or three days. So there's your medical update for this morning on those three. So that's the reason when the people say, do you have any, when I go to the VA, they say, do you have any uh, COVID symptoms? I'm going, which one do you want? Tell me which one you're looking for, and I'll tell you if I have that. Because they are not uh, people screening. They, they're, they're volunteers, and they're not used to what a flu is, the difference between the flu and the COVID. And so I want you to just think, 
And if you get to that point, you can do like I do. Well, since I'm not a doctor, I guess I'll just have to go in and have it checked out. Good luck with getting an appointment. It takes you three weeks to get in because of the flu, because of the different strains and stuff that they're fighting now in the hospitals. So that is is the big deal. All right. Remember, no packages is worth your life. You're a soft target. Assume you're a soft target. Look visibly. I want you to put on a show when you go out of that front door of that shopping center and go out to your car. I want you to get that head up, look around. Don't glance. Look at them. And if they look back at you, you say, hey, good morning or good afternoon or whatever. You know, speak to them. And then just go on because if you bring, if you put that kind of – have you ever walked out and looked straight up in the air? Just walk out and look straight up in the air and watch how many people look up in the air to see what you're looking at. That's the same effect you will have if you're visibly looking around. They may think, oh, they lost their car. I don't care. That means they've seen you anyway. You're looking for something, and they're going to start looking. It, it, it's very catchy, but it's also a safety trick that works. But if I'm a thief, I don't want you looking at me. If you look at me, I'll probably go find some other sandbox to play in. So that's for just paying attention. Let's see. What else would I like to cover? I only got about, looks like about three minutes to go. I didn't think I was going to be able to pull it off this morning. All right, you do know that you're going to have cold weather coming up. It's going to start Monday. It's going to be cold all week long. Uh, In case you've got uh, dogs outside, you bring them inside. Um, Wrap your plants because it's supposed to be good. They even mentioned something about we might have some light snow coming down to the valley over this one. And I'm thinking, well, that's going to be pretty. That for you, you got to get make sure your camera's ready. You have to get out in the morning, and everything, all your pictures got to be taken by 10 o'clock because the snow will be gone between 9 and 10. It won't be nothing. You'll have to go to the shady side before you can even pick up the show, the snow. And uh, once again, I'd like to, I'd, I'd actually like to, oh, Merle's, Merle's has a machine shop that's open on Saturday. 520-807-4010. It's for mostly rotors, flywheels, and drums. I think they have the presses in there that they can use for changing bushings and stuff like that. That's the reason I'm giving you the phone number. They're located at 15 West Ajo. 520-807-4010. Rotors, flywheels, drums. <coughs> Excuse me. Um Okay, Spectrum, I know these these are the list of sponsors I'm really proud of. Uh, they've been with me a long time. They do what they say they're going to do, and I just I just think they're just great. Merle's is one. Spectrum, Ina Road Auto, Frontier Towing is legit all the way through. Lens Auto Brokerage treated me very well yesterday. Very pleased. They do have that $360, I love this, $360 discount on the car if you just tell them you heard it on the Simmons Car Care Show. And that's for real. He's already told his, all of his salespeople to make sure that that's listed on there. So and uh, the inventory, I, I had a chance to personally look at it yesterday. Uh, just a beautiful lineup of cars. Automotive specialist Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller is business one independent shop that I know of right now. He is busier than the son of a gun. Does excellent work, Mr. Test First Don't Guest. 
Merle's, all the parts houses, go to merlesauto.com, and you can find a location of any store closest to you in Tucson, Arizona. Parker Automotive, 5101 East Speedway. I know Mike. I know Scott. I've had him on the program, and we're going to do that again at 23. He's got kids. Scott has kids, and Mike's harder than I am to get a hold of almost. And I'm going to bring them back on because I need to talk to them some more about what they're seeing in their uh, automotive repair business because it varies just a tiny bit. And so at Parker Automotive, and I want to thank all of these guys. They all say don't drink and drive, don't do distractive driving, and don't text and drive. All Every one of these guys say that including Simmons especially. And I will tell you, please don't do it, you know. And I will end it by saying, make sure that the uh, vehicle that you're driving when you leave the house comes back to the house in the same condition it did when you left. That would mean that, one, you haven't bumped anybody, you haven't busted a fender, a headlight, or taillight. People, these taillights cost $500 now for a taillight. They used to be $6.95. They're not anymore. They're very expensive. I don't care about your car getting wrecked. I care about you. I don't want you to miss your holiday season with your family. And I don't want you to be taken away from your family. I don't want you to be the one who takes somebody else away from their family. And the only way we're going to do this is a team effort. Everybody has to pay attention. Turn your dead burn lights on. And be visible for the month of December anyway. Let's get us through 2022. They done had enough crap going on around Tucson for 22, and I'm bored with that. Let's see if we can make 2023 a lot better. So we've done, we've, we've covered everything, and I'm going to try to get a, a Tucson police officer or a sheriff's department representative on to go over safety for the holidays with you. Till next week, I've enjoyed it. God bless. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.